0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdom of the Giants.com. Today's Tuesday, the twenty second of the second, twenty two. Oh, We'll spit that one out. 22nd of the second, 2022. My name is Patrick. <laughs> That's it. Four points on the board following a dominant display in the SSE and a pulling down of pants in the NIC. Uh, both very enjoyable, but one a little bit more stressful than the other. Uh, on this week's show, we've got the two wins to look at and a semi final to prepare for. Uh, Simon cornered four of the lads at training today. We'll bring you those interviews. We'll have all the news from around the league. And uh, Griffin Reinhardt's our guest on the fan agenda. Um, one of our numbers in Tenerife. So, Mr. Kitchen, how are you?
2: I'm all right. That'll be Gimps away. Oh, sorry, my Gimpsy's away in Tenerife at the minute. So, <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's it, 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 I think it's, I think it is the first one he's missed. Since I a started, long, doing long time.
1: time. It's certainly a long, long time. Davy, very, sure he very, hasn't very when I've been on like he's like like I, I miss them more often than Davey misses them, and Davey, will. I'll be missing one in two weeks. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's a very rare occurrence. Uh, yeah. But Mister Neil, how are you? Yeah,
3: all good. Uh, I'm in the middle of booking my holiday to Eleven Reef this summer, just to hey. top davey by one. So all all good, that joke. Best all part, part of the week, Good to see seas.
1: Right, boys, let's get stuck in and we'll uh, we'll start with the game that took place on on Saturday night at the SSE Arena. One, I was delighted to be able to attend myself and bring my kids to, which they really enjoyed as well. And it was a 7-1 win for your Belfast Giants. The goals, well, the first goal of the game came from Carson Stadnik for the five Flyers in 15-22. And then it was a glut of goals for your Belfast Giants. JJ Pickenich scored short handed. Scott Conway scored. Slater Doggett scored. Tyler Soy followed that very quickly. Mark Cooper on the power play, 45-43. Scott Conway with another. And Mark Cooper with his second of the game, 55-43. 10 rounds out 7 1 victory. Uh, Jackson Whistle was in goal initially, nine shots against, one goal against. It's not what it says in the elite league website, but I'm correcting it nine shots against, one goal against 47 minutes, and he was replaced. The massive adulation from the SSC, rightful adulation from the SSC arena crowd. Andrew Dixon came in for 13 minutes, five shots against and no goals against. The other side, Shea Owen, 39 shots against, seven goals against. Referees were Andy Dalton and Cameron Fox. Uh, uh, That shot count for the Belfast Giants, uh, against the Belfast Giants, is phenomenal. Um, Simon, it was a dominant performance front to back.
2: Yeah, and to be honest, I know the the uh, the flowers start. I actually thought that they started out really well. Um, they a good opening, you know, the good opening period. They got to obviously take the lead. They're leading, uh, you know, one 0 going into the, the end of the first period, and I I didn't, still didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel nervous in any way. Some some games you go down a goal and you're sitting thinking, oh god, here we go, but you know, it didn't feel nervous in any way at all, and. You know, when you look back at the the way we played in the first period, it wasn't bad. You know, they shut us down to a certain extent. We we had a couple of great A chances. We made a couple of good saves. Um, But then, you know, just watching this first goal, all the hard work done by uh, Scott Colmwell along the wall. And when you get a shorthanded goal to get you going, as a player playing against a shorthanded, and and then you're able to capitalise on their own power play opportunity, it can get to you. And I think it did get to them. Um, You know, once we got the second goal, like this again, Conway. Great finish by Scott Conway. He had a really good man on match performance um, on the game itself. But once we got that goal again, I just knew where we were going to push on. And coming out and scoring five goals in the third period was was excellent. And it's there, it's it's great that everybody and all the lines are contributing. Um, you know, we can't just depend on that top line of Conway, Pekinich, um, and Goodwin. You know, although they, I think they can bang for about six or seven points that night. But uh, you know, Doggett's on the score sheet. Coops is on the score sheet. Um, you know, and Tyler Sway. So you know, all three nines contributing. Not giving up much on the way of, of them going the other way. They did have a you know a one or two old man rushes in the first period. Nothing after that. Um, and again, I, I can't remember how many shots you said they had, Patty, and overall, but it wasn't very many. Um, but again, officially, it was fourteen. You know, that's poor from from any team. But you've got to give credit to the Belfast Giants for that because they just didn't let them through. You know, mm-hmm. when they've got the opportunity to, to get the shot on net, the boys are just closing them down really quickly. They can't handle the speed. Um, so really good to get the the you know the, the win, a, a comfortable win. Um, but the best moment by night was, was Andre Dixon coming in. You know, I, I see how hard he works in practice. Um, I see that he's the last off. He was the last off again this morning. Um, you know, he, he goes on there. But I, I feel sorry for him on occasion. And... and on the morning of the game on Saturday, Cons Pekinich, um, Lewis Hook, Kieran, am not Kieran Long, he was away getting his weapon sorted out. I'm not allowed to chirp, <laughs> apparently. Um, <laughs> um there, there was not Jeff fun. Baum, um, and there was another two guys as well, all huddled around the net. Just you know, the, Darcy Murphy, he's all basically taking pucks on net, trying to get the shot. Um, and then uh you know, falling up for the rebound. And before if it goes below the goal line, that's the game over. And they basically rotate round. But he was on there for 15-20 minutes doing that on his own against seven or eight forwards or seven or eight guys, you know, trying to screw the score pass. It's not easy. And you know, sometimes he breaks sticks around his post and sometimes it goes in a helicopter tour around the arena. But he's absolutely top, top notch. And you know, been a, a third goalie when he when he knows he's not going to get much ice time, he knows he's not gonna you know, play many games, especially from the start, and for him to get the opportunity to come on for the first game over two years as well, by the way, was absolutely brilliant to see. And and again, you know, hopefully we can remedy that, that goal coming off him because um, he's not happy about that. But yeah, um, he's, a total, Official he's a total. Statistics team.
1: does show, do show that Andrew Dixon conceded a goal which he did not do. Yeah, so
2: look, he's a total team player, a real good lad. We've had him on the podcast on numerous occasions, and yep. um, I think he's 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 an unsung hero for sure.
1: The, the the adulation he received when he came on was fabulous like i went nuts myself i've stood on the bridge next to my brother at that point shipped the kids out at the second period break um he <laughs> yeah, had i was stood next to the, uh, the, uh, having a beer <laughs> with uh, with my brother Jarlath, and uh and, and as soon as uh dico came on i was going nuts it was exactly what you, the whole arena was is exactly what you want to see um joe your take on the game
3: yeah, like it says, is a pretty, uh, pretty astute sort of summary there. I, I do think that the the Giants maybe uh, were slow to start this weekend uh, in terms of their shooting accuracy. You know, there the were decent chances in the first period, um, but it seems like we, we just weren't zeroed in just yet. Um, but but like Simon, you know, you didn't feel any danger whenever uh, Stadnick put put the Flyers one 0 up. Um, you know, I think the, the the turning point of the game was in the second period, and I've said this in recent weeks. Yet again, I think the penalty kill turned the game for us. Obviously, JJ Pickinich, uh tears away and, and on that breakaway and, and beats one with a shorthanded goal. Um, but whenever it started to turn against us later in that period, um, Slater Doggett and Ben Lake. Uh, were in the box within a minute of each other and we had that 5-on-3 kill. I think you saw the Giants' character there. We really, really dug deep. Not only that, but Pickenich came close to doing it again. Uh, and I think that was the momentum shifter of the game, yet again, on the penalty kill. Uh, so special teams, again, t- for me, continue to, to be the the, the little secret sauce in, in our game that, that can uh, make the difference at times. By the time it got to the third period, uh, I think we were just uh, a, a cruising. You know, you've know, you got a five-goal period there, uh, a complete onslaught on Shane Owen, who, to be honest, I, I know we got a bit of stick from, from BC and from the crowd, and I understand that's part of home home ice advantage and, and whatever else, but I genuinely still really like away. I really like him as a person, and I think he's a really good goalie Um, that just is on not a very good team. Um, But look, it is what it is. And and, and the Giants, by that third period, were were just beating a team that they should be comfortably beating. On Andre Dixon, I mean... Uh, I, I don't care how many times we get to say it because it it, it does, it genuinely means so much. Uh, you know, they, they're silly enough to let me into the media box these days and uh, mm-hmm. there was not an ounce of professionalism in me whenever I saw him coming <laughs> off that bench. I was on my feet, squealing and waving, uh, delighted to see Dekko get his minutes. And I, <clears> I made the point to the coach in, in post-game that that's not a sarcastic thing. It's not a, ah, Dekko's coming in. That is someone that if he wasn't, On the ice or on the bench he'd be in the stands watching the belfast giants dick was one of us dick was one of the fans he's friends with most of us at this point to be fair he's on first name terms with almost everybody Uh, and and to see him get those moments and and get that time in front of a what was a massive hot crowd as well sorely sorely deserved Uh, you know you talk uh, we'll we'll go on to talk about the the next game and, and obviously the the uh, the story of the weekend with that late equalizer, but what Sizz is saying there about him giving that extra time to the boys to to circle the net, you know, try and get their 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 finish with pucks in on net on them, uh, and in those kinds of uh, intense goal scramble scenarios. How did the the game on Sunday go to overtime? You know, I'm. To me, it's just an indication that Deco is the a, a large part of the machine in the background that's setting those boys up for success week after week after week. So it was entirely deserved to hear that standing ovation for him on the Friday night, Saturday night?
1: I can't even Saturday remember night.
3: anymore. Saturday, Saturday night. night. And it was also very good to see Patrick Smith stomping around again, greeting all of the sundry. <laughs> I, I, delighted.
1: I, 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 I assume I had, to, I had to skip out at the end. It was a very early flight on, a very early flight on, on Sunday. But, uh, but that you was made, that. You made the most so, of it. The highlights of that game are available thanks to the guys at Belfast Giants TV. And we move on to the game that took place the next night in Nottingham. Actually, getting off the flight uh, in Manchester, I saw a couple of Belfast Giants fans flying into Belfast on the way, way to Nottingham. So we're uh, taking that trip down. But we'll go and we we'll to talk about the game that the Giants undertook in the NIC, the last one of the league season. Uh, in the NIC against the Nottingham Panthers. A 3 2 shootout for the Belfast Giants. The first two goals coming from uh, the Nottingham Panthers, both from Uh Bellagion? Uh, Bellagion? Yep. That's yep. right. Uh, both in the first period, no, no, no scoring in the second period. And in the third period, the Belfast Giants came to life. Uh, Scott Conway scoring 48 36. And then with the netminder pulled and six men out. Mark Cooper on the back stick, found the back of the net, 59 5906 on the clock to force overtime. No scoring in overtime and went to shootout. Scott Conway with the winner to make it 3-2 and the Belfast Giants. Take a full six points from the NIC. Jackson Whistle on goal, 34 oh. shots against, two goals against. And uh, Kevin Carr, 52 shots against and uh two goals against your referees were Pavel Hallis and Steve Brown. A very enjoyable game. And, uh well, jo- no, I- do you know what, lads? It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. Davy, what did you think? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let's go! Buenas
1: Buenos noches, Chanda. Live from Tenerife.
4: <laughs> Live from Tenerife. I'm at the Princess Di bar down on the front and play the last markets here. Couldn't leave. just talking about not in on panthers without being a wee bit involved just having a corona booster here fantastic, oh, fantastic. Oh, okay lads but let's get down to business let's get down to this panthers game eh?
2: On. so
1: can give us you do, your take then mr mr McKenzie. Look,
4: look
3: at that <laughs> time <Sensational. laughs> <laughs> you in um, santa pain <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, was, I, I did six Neil russell Jones before I went, you know, 20 minutes, see, 20 minutes a day before I went. Um, I'm actually white from the neck down, to be honest. I just had my um, she'd see me. I've got a proper proper country tan. But um, listen, when you look at the Panthers game, genuinely, to each brilliant gut check to come back and, and get that last second goal, if you like, to, to take it to the shootout and, and ultimately get the two points. But being quite frank this game should have been dead and buried but for Kevin Carr and the panthers nets you know giants multiple multiple chances down low in the slot and um, not that we didn't execute Carr Carr played a really good game but i think if we had came away from the nic again with not quite a blowout win but maybe like four or five two i don't think anybody could really complain i thought we played really well on sunday night considering that's like what six seven games in, in less than sort of 10 days so um all boats well when it goes to shoot out it's a bit of a lottery but again scott conway two weekends in a row with that forehand backhand roof love it love to see it and that that goal we got with a few seconds they have to think Deco, I, I don't know whether you've had the interviews or not yet but deco references it as well they ice the puck because whenever you put a goalie as we talked about last week you get that opportunity for those 200 foot, you know no risk rail shots far, they get it get it and they give us an in and then that clock runs down i think we've got a home field advantage there the in that shot clock, just doesn't stop it in time and to be fair the Giants as you would expect come back and do the complaining get that extra couple of seconds which was absolutely crucial Mark Cooper just hanging about the pack post there it's a whiffy shot that just comes across to him and he just they had everyone they had the goalie and five men in between Cooper and the puck and you just that's the puck luck we talk about sometimes hasn't gone our way this season when you're when you're good you get luck one as Gary Player used to say says what was his week quote you know To be lucky, lucky to be good, or the more of practice, the better I get. More practice, the better I get. Mark Cooper goes and stood in that blue paint from September, maybe not September, October anyway. He's changed his game and he's gone and he's been our blue paint guy. He's got rich rewards for the hard work that he's put in. I love Coops, love the work he puts in. Sizzle Taylor, about the work he puts in on a daily basis and practice, extra practice, and Dicko being a massive part of that. I heard you just talking about Dicko before he came on. Dicko stays on the ice with Cooper and lets him shell shots at him, you know, massive part of the club. Coops coming up with a goal, Conway again and chirping everybody on Sunday. It was absolutely outstanding. Love to see it.
1: Simon, we've went into the NIC you know, twice already, and both times were absolutely dominant. We were outpacing them. We were blowing them out. Why was this a much tighter affair?
2: I think that probably we felt a wee bit embarrassed. We beat them, it wasn't it, 5-0 the first time we played them? And then 7-2 at the start of January. So, you know, being outshot, outplayed, outscored, um for you know twice in a row in their own building i'd probably felt a wee bit embarrassed about it so you know they've come out played a bit better um you know obviously played a bit tighter they've had a couple of new bodies come in um new coach come in and you know different ideas so you know it's it's one of those ones where they've had a couple of positive results in the last few weeks um and to be honest i sort of expected it i sort of expected them to come out and play a bit tighter uh because you know we've first two games we've played there this season I think we scored within the first minute of both of them. So, you know, it's us getting a good start was was something that you really wanted to try and do. They scored two goals in, what was it, 12, 13 seconds. Mm-hmm. get a bit of luck going their way, but we talk about it. Davies just mentioned about the puck luck. So, you know, you take it when it comes along. Sometimes it goes against you. You just have to suck it up. And, I mean, just watching the video here, as I say, I mean, you could throw a blanket over those six players um, just when they conceded. That's that second goal from Mark Cooper with no point. Four seconds left in the clock. So, you know, it was another I thought we played really well. I didn't get a chance to watch it at four o'clock. I watched it when I got home um probably at about I think it was about half nine. Uh I watched the whole game back again. I thought we were great. I thought we played really, really well. I didn't, you know, it was one of those you could say on games, you know, again you see the you see the tweets coming through. Oh, you know, we can't play like this all the time. You know, we're gonna concede this, or we're we're short on bodies, we're doing this, we're doing that. A lot of people don't realise that sometimes you actually play better with just three lines instead of three lines or two guys left over. So you know, we've played better when there's been three guys, three lines, continuously the whole way through. Um, yes, it's great to having a couple of extra bodies and and having those on board. But sometimes when you bring somebody in, you can kick the whole mantra off, you know, off kilter to a certain extent. Sometimes it doesn't work. Be careful what you wish for. You know, you can end up like Nottingham at the start of the season and having to you know, get rid of a few guys. So. We're doing all right. You know, where we are right now, I I don't think anybody in the organization is going to be unhappy. Um, Everybody wants to be on top. I get it. But I I don't think there's anything to worry about right now. We're playing well. We've got, they're taking a chance when they're coming along. We come up with a big win um, with 0.4 seconds and then getting the shootout goal. And Davy's just touched on it with Scott Conway celebrating in front of their fans. He's just awesome. And, uh, you know, he's getting one goal closer to. Now there's 30 goals. I said he'd get it at the start of the season. So, two more points, four more points over the weekend. Thanks for turning up, Joel,
1: From a point, <laughs> Joe, from a point of view of the, the Giants going into tomorrow night's so or Wednesday night's game against the uh the Panthers in the in the in the semi final, to, to, to have that comeback and to take those two points vital, and also taking into account that just up the road in Sheffield, that the the Sheffield Steelers were dropping a point to the Cardiff Devils
3: it's very very easy in sports to throw the head up whenever you've had a bad weekend and whenever you feel like results aren't going your way um but we we said in previous weeks on this show there are so many twists and turns left in this title race uh, before it's going to be over i have no doubt with five more games to play against the steelers alone there will be further twists and turns in this title race but the belfast giants are not out of this i think having that game specifically if you would have given me any of our visits to the motor point or whatever it's called now uh, to have before a Challenge Cup semi-final, I would have chosen that one. That does us so much more service than going over there and shellacking them. See, having to show that character and to really battle and to come up against the hot Kevin Carr. And to be honest, Kevin Carr was the difference maker in that game right through into the third period. And um, I, th- I thought the Giants were maybe a little bit shakier at the back than normal, making a few kind of mistakes and and uh, turnovers being forced in our defensive zone. And whenever we got forward, Carr was just red hot. You know that that kind of paddle save diving across the face of goal. Um, that, that you know you. come up against a hot goalie like that and you can feel like the ice is tilting away from you But to dig in, and a phrase that Adam Keefe used earlier in the season uh, for the Cardiff game, which obviously ended 1-0 in in Belfast, uh, he said that he went in after the second period break and he asked the players to invest in that last 20 minutes. Invest in it because it's going to make the difference down the stretch. And I feel like that's what the Belfast Giants did. That's a different team that came out in that third period. And those are boys that understood. Last period of the weekend, this is a momentum game. Invest in this 20 minutes. Do the hard yards now, and uh, and it will pay off not only on on the league table, um, but but as you roll into Wednesday and, and what is a massive cup game against the Nottingham Panthers?
1: I'm going to give you more or less the same game, same question, Davey, Before I let you return to your Tenerife holiday, you know, <laughs> when you when you look at the fact that the Giants were able to come back with those two games, sorry, two, those two goals in the third period, leading into what was ultimately two points on the board. You, we look at the small margins. We look at the small margins on on the. Uh, you, over the course of the season. We look at that goal that was scored by uh, Ben Bounds through his own legs and, and crossing the line just right at the desk to take those two, those extra points. It is the fine margins. It is the 0.6 or 0.4 on the clock goals that ultimately could lead to ultimate success.
4: This is probably, I'm not going to say for the first time, Adam Keep's teams always do this, but this is one of the first real blue-collar teams. This team has no quit. This team goes to the final horn, goes. I've seen them two or three, one down, whatever, in games that we have lost. Away to the away to Manchester, games we've lost. Still going to that final buzzer to get one goal, to get a point, to get whatever they want to try and get. This team doesn't quit. And as Joel has rightly said, they're going into Wednesday night. It was probably better to have a proper test from the Panthers. as a bit of a wake-up call because six for six against the Panthers or whatever it is now. Well, six out of six points in the NIC, certainly. And uh, we'll beat them in Belfast. I don't know if it's still to come again. Um, mm. You know, Do more. having a... Two st- Do more down the march. Two, two, yeah, the only played them once, yeah. So, um, and we will give them a good hammer in Belfast. I think it was on the mic, with you says, that night. Um, it was good to have a bit of resilience from them because on Wednesday night, doesn't ma- make no mistake, Wednesday night is a huge game for us. People would say that Talents' Cup doesn't matter. As Simon Kitchen. Simon Kitchen and me talked about this last week, uh, just uh, between ourselves, he would rather win the Challenge Cup perhaps in the playoffs because it's so much harder to win. Plus, you get the European spot with it, I think, as well. You that do. Right. You get yeah. Continental Cup. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a big, big prize. I love it because you get the hang banners, and that's what hockey's all about. It's about hoisting silver and hanging banners. And do I want to win tomorrow night? You bet your bottom dollar I do. And I bet you every single giant in that dressing room wants to suit up and get out there and get that win.
1: Oh, one more, I know. I said one more. What was your What was your reaction to Decco coming in? That's on Saturday.
4: Don't like to be condescending, right? And go oh, it's brilliant to see a local boy. Decco got time, ice time on Saturday night because he earned it, and mm-hmm. he earns it away from the spotlight. He earns it away from. Beasco earns his, his ice time. Obviously, he does his training, but earns his ice time on a Saturday night or a Sunday afternoon, wherever he's playing in those sixty minutes, because he is the ice time. The goaltender in the league. Jackson Whistle, I would probably say, is the outstanding backup goaltender in the league, and over the last couple of weeks has really proven that when he had, when we've been putting a spot with Besco going down because Besco has had a lot of the load, Whistles came in and he was exceptional on Sunday night and through the two shootouts that were one of the last again. Ditko, as I said earlier in the piece, is that guy when Besco's done his practice and gone in, when Whistle's done his practice gone in, Ditko's out there taking shots off the helmet, breaking sticks, still cracking up like he was ten years ago. Dicko is one of the bits of glue that hold this organization together. There isn't enough superlatives to talk about Andrew Dixon and the softly spoken guy that he is, articulate about the game. Dicko's one of those guys, if you get to listen to his interview later, or make sure you do, stay on. When Dickel talks, you listen, because Dicko talks a lot of sense. And he's team first, which what I loved about his interview. Simon obviously had it, on it'll be later on. But everything about it's great to have the ice time yeah more important to get the two points great to do SEM yeah, more important for the two points for the team he's a team first guy he's been here what 10, 11, 12 years now and has never and never will let this organisation down might be a bit of a fanboy that's okay everybody should be a fanboy of Andrew Dixon
1: on that mate one more. What, 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 what's the weather like out there warm
4: it's, we've had one wet day which uh, wasn't great but it's hot today would you believe it Went not they sea kayaking today no Smoke my ring Got sea
1: <laughs> like Lovely,
5: man.
1: The Brigadier
2: Beer is built for dry land. We've had uh, a period of rain, rain here, too. It's lasted I about a week, like, week, but though. it's been a period, yeah. rain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's period of rain. It's on three different names. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: That's
5: what we, uh,
2: so that we there. Lilian, L- L- there. Lillian
4: in. Lillian Rubier playing um, pool over there. I have came back to a pub I was last in 25 years ago. Went out for a wee look at day to find it. Princess Dad, this one behind me, which one, what one. No. Which pub? Pub. pub? What's it called? The Princess Di. Have I not oh, said I've that not like five, five times? I've not, no, not been there. <laughs> no. no. Soul the seller.
1: Princess- Buzzbies and Bobbies. made nineteen ninety nine was my time enough. <laughs> <memory>. Buzzbies <laughs> and Bobbies, the Soul Cellar. No. All gone.
4: I think I, see, I think I've seen the Soul Cellar. It looked like a bit of a dump, like. But
1: yeah, ladies, it It sounds, owned. About, sounds yeah, about right yeah. for
2: party.
1: Yeah, it's exactly my real format.
4: Anyway, boys, good luck tomorrow night. I'm absolutely. I'll be watching it, obviously, in the in the. Chili's around the corner said they'll put it on the big screen if I give them the, uh, the old code for the game. So, try and me. Yeah, there'd be nobody else there. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 February. Come on, boys. So, uh, anyway, buenas noches. Hasta luego, want see my good
2: man. <laughs> you,
1: he, Jimsy, man. Yeah, he, uh, he, he sent me a message earlier on saying, we can't, "I can't miss out on this." Talking about the Nottingham Panthers, kind so, uh, of. So there he is, when he appeared Sen- on the
3: screen. There, I was
1: buzzing. S- Senor coming and joining us, <laughs> our, TV, man. The, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, you know, I'll come back to you on this. Says, we more or less the same sort of question I asked Joel and and, and David It sort of feeds into this game on Wednesday night against the Nottingham Panthers. This, this, um, the this, um semi final to f- f- how, how do you think the panthers will feel on the back of the fact that they had a two goal lead with with a little under what just a little over 10 minutes to go a little under over 10 minutes to go in the game and they end up losing a lot
2: tough um <laughs> you know but from a from a if it was a panthers fan if it was a panthers player as panthers coach i'd probably feel quite good about it to be honest i mean they did play better there's no doubt about that as better i say we yeah. beat them we played them four times this season, won 3-2 in a shootout the weekend, 5-0, and I think the other two are 7-2. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you count that up, 7-2, 14, 14-4, 19-4, 19-6, 22-6, well, 21-6 plus a shootout, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we've scored against them. They should be embarrassed. And I, to be honest, I'm expecting a really, really tough game tomorrow night. I think they're mm-hmm. going to turn up. Cars playing well. We've already talked about it. You know, they've got a couple of new guys in their lineup that's definitely improved them. Uh, Ballerjian scoring goals every week, and and um, you know, I, I think they could get a real task tomorrow night. It's still fancy our chances. I think the boys have got it in the locker to you know to get that uh push forward. Plus, they've got the incentive of having the final in Belfast, um, you know, in, in, uh, in March. So, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can do it. Hopefully, we can get it done in 60 minutes because look, we right read earlier on that they, they extended the, the overtime period. and, yeah. Um, it's going to 10 minutes now instead of five. You don't want to be going for an extra 10 minutes, three on nope. three, uh, when you've got a game, actually two games this weekend, one Coventry, one in Belfast against Manchester. Manchester. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to be tough.
1: Highlights of the game from Panthers TV on YouTube. And you can see the clips, of course, on like, like, so the likes of the the official um, Elite League uh, Twitter account that stuck up that 59-59 goal, which was... Brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I honestly jumped so high off the bloody sofa when that hit the back of the net and bust my hand off the ceiling. It was yeah, I, got, I got told
3: off. Got told off for squealing. The cat disappeared. Like it was I think the scenes, scenes and limbs all but, over what, uh, in that, the house watching
2: that. That Go goal was scored. Um well, I watched it here. I think it went in the net at about um about five past eleven in my house because I, I knew the score, I knew the result. <laughs> Um, and I still screamed. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yes. yes. sh- Jasmine shouted down to me, Dad, you know the score. Shut up. <laughs> red, like, you know. so, I it's like it's a surprise, it <laughs> I, I hadn't seen, I didn't watch the goals beforehand. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was, I was looking at the clock. I'm not even watching the play, which way it developed. Uh, and then I went back and watched the play, obviously. And uh, brilliant to get that little you know, buzzer beater. Absolutely superb.
1: What was, that, what was nice from from my point of view, obviously, I took the, both, both the kids to the, uh, to the game on, on Saturday night and they both absolutely adored it and got really into it, which from my point of view is fabulous. Um, normally, what happens in our house on a Sunday, especially when there's a game on, I'll just basically hide away in the kitchen and put the laptop on and make a bit of dinner or whatever. And and today oh, that Sunday was no different because the kids were knackered from being up at five o'clock to go to the airport. But So we stuck them in front of Encanto for about the 15th time you know, we don't talk about Bruno and they, uh, but it's a it uh, great tune. Uh, not yeah. the best tune in the movie though, but anyway, so <laughs> they're watching that. And then my, my four year old Russian comes, comes into the kitchen and said, what are you watching daddy? And then she looks at the screen. She goes, oh, is that the Belfast Chance?" Oh, that's it is. Real. Yeah. She went, can I watch it too? And she sat down in the kitchen and watched a bit of it with us. And then she heard more of Encanto going on. She went back, but for those like couple of minutes, she was she was she was remembering how much she enjoyed herself on Saturday night. So we got another as, one. As I
3: said to you, in the That's arena party, the force is strong. The force is That's strong, man. Just There's keep them, sprinkling But,
1: no, but hey, uh, let's, uh, before let's we move on, on from that party.
3: Uh, just on. real, real quick, uh, two things to note from that. One, just how hard those boys celebrated that goal. That's a mm. team who wants to win championships in this city. The second thing is. Uh, spirit of 2012. You can't talk about this game without at least mentioning uh, Doug Christensen's title year, 11 12, away doubleheader to the Nottingham Panthers, Panthers. trailing 2 yep. 0, coming into the third period, three goals in eight minutes, game winning goal well. from Nick Kuyper, setting up uh, last weekend of the season showdown with the Sheffield Steelers. And we know how that went. I'm not saying yeah, history repeats, but I'm just saying it's ha- it's happened before. I remember very and well. that, that and was, I, I, I think,
2: I, I read one of the stats from the stats team. That was our first shootout victory over the Panthers in ten years.
1: Wow. Goodness me. Crazy. Crazy. And and in That's that everywhere. time we had the shootout in the um in the Challenge Cup semi-final, which we'll not talk about. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, let's <laughs> bow let's on, our heads. Simon got a chance. Simon got a chance earlier on today to pop down to train as the guys prepare for the game against the Nottingham Panthers and uh, a chance to chat with Jeff Mason, Scott Conway, Andrew Dixon. But first of all, I'll I'll leave Simon to introduce the first guy.
2: AVFTB player of the month for January. Comes up with a massive goal with 0.4 seconds to go in the uh, game on Sunday in Nottingham.
6: Oh yeah. No big deal is it? Not a big deal, no. No it was exciting. Uh, luckily that puck squirted out of me. I owed Kevin Carr there one because he uh, robbed me in the first, uh, probably the best save uh, that's been made against me ever so. Uh, had to get him back and uh, extremely excited we could uh, squeak out the two points in that at that one and uh, get some momentum going into Wednesday. A uh, big game
2: Wednesday night. Um, the uh, Nottingham Panthers come in here. They've got a couple of new players. As I say, you're good friends with with Kevin Carr as well. But you know, the friendship doesn't uh, <laughs> go well when you're out on the ice.
6: No, not at all. Yeah, they uh, they're definitely a different team with uh, their coaching changes. There, uh, they play a lot more aggressive and stuff. So uh we'll expect their best and uh we'll bring ours and the fans will be roaring and uh, we'll get off to a good start and uh, continue that momentum throughout the game four points of the weekend five uh against two, or two points against five two points against the london panthers let's
2: just keep on uh, keep on rolling
6: keep on rolling yeah we gotta keep uh, chipping away at that uh sheffield lead at the top of the uh at the, the table there so uh just keep chipping away and then control we can control and we do play them five times so uh it's a good thing coming down the stretch Thanks very much, Coops. No problem, get
2: KT. um 7 1 victory over the Five Fires on Saturday night, uh, getting some well deserved ice time. It's always good to, get, to put your chance jersey on and uh, and get on the ice, and, and uh, I'm sure the boys all showed appreciation off the ice, but the fans showed it when you come on as well.
5: I certainly did, yeah, it was, um, it was a very special moment for me actually. It was, it was pretty loud. Um, often I'm not really able to hear what's going on down there, but I certainly heard that one. It was. It was, uh, it was great, um, and thanks for all the support actually. Um, and big thanks to the boys as well, they've done a great job. They really didn't give up much um, for me. But more importantly is the two points, you know. Whatever happens to me is second to what happens for the team. Um, and then obviously we went into Sunday, had a big game there as well. Um, so all in all, very good weekend, personally, and more importantly for the team.
2: Um, Saturday's game, uh, you come in with just under 10 minutes to go. Want to talk us you your first save?
5: Uh, well, it was kind of like a little bit of a footer, wasn't it? And I was like, so I'm going to glove it, and then <laughs> I was like, that's going a little low, <laughs> so, so I'm going to kick it. So, so, yeah, I kicked it into the corner, thankfully, but, um, yeah. You kept it out, mate, you kept it out. As long as it doesn't go in. pair but let's, let's talk about one of the biggest controversies in sports stats. Who got credited for the goal against? Mm-hmm. Jackson Whistle. I don't know, I didn't celebrate. Oh, it went down against me, yeah. No. I. but you know what, I'll take it, so. But, well, um, I don't know, i have to speak to David McGinty yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah, it went down against me, sure yeah. so right. I'm, giving, I'm giving, giving this a little bit of a chip about it, so. Of
2: course, um, talk us through the game on Saturday, Sunday, um, sitting watching that from the bench, and obviously, you know, <coughs> we've seen the celebration from Mark Cooper, but yeah. didn't see what was happening on the bench with 0.4 seconds ago. Oh,
5: yeah, well, we were all jumping up and down and fist pumping and crazy, I mean, that third period, you know, they come out well, they're a little bit of a changed team since we've you know, had a couple of good results against them, played well. Um, battle of the Whistles again, Dave Whistle obviously on their bench, so Whist came done a hell of a job for us, thought it was fantastic. Um, they took that, you know, we did like a minute or two when they got like that two-goal lead, but we started of turning it around after the second period and, and I thought that we played very well in the third and, you know, 0.2 seconds left or whatever it was. and on the play before that you know the play stopped and the clock continued and we had to get those two seconds back so you can see hear the boys shouting two seconds two seconds so they got those two seconds put back in the clock and thank goodness because we needed them
2: adam you got there over here just join in here you may as well do. you got the, the opportunity to join i let dico get some nice time on on Saturday. um I'm sure we're just chatting about the, the um the reception that he got from the players but i mean i think he underestimates himself and what how much of an impact he is in this team
7: He's certainly gotten better since I stopped sniping on him in practice. I mean, it really helped out his confidence there the last, what, four years? So, um, yeah, since I stopped scoring on him, he's certainly gotten a lot better.
2: And the, the, obviously the weekend, um, getting the ice time on Saturday night at home with a 7-1 victory over the uh, Fife Flowers, and he was telling me that the goals going against him. What's that all
5: about? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that. Maybe maybe it's the second biggest stat fraud ever you took your playoff stats, going from that third place game. Yeah, that's, sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. You took, took those four points.
2: Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. I'll yeah. speak the weekend. Sure, night Saturday night, uh, two points against the Five Flowers, 7-1 victory. Sunday night, two points against the Panthers, <laughs> but you left it late. Uh, but nothing like a four-point weekend.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's a hockey game. Um, you're gonna score late. You're gonna score early, and uh, I think we just stuck with it uh, um, throughout the game. Um, we turned it up in the third period, and um, we got lucky with uh, 0.4 seconds left. So,
2: uh, a really big game again. Going in there, was it a, a slow start from us, or was it a good start from the Panthers? Uh,
6: I, I just think they were ready for us this time. Um, we came in their building twice now, and kind of gave it to them a little bit. So, um, I think they're expecting to come out and. Uh, expecting us to come out and give it to them so um they were just ready to ready for us i think and um we kind of started a little slow and it doesn't matter how you start uh, if we win the game so. uh,
2: you're a wee sally. you do enjoy a wee uh, shootout sally,
6: don't you um, i just love getting the fans going a little bit <laughs> <laughs>
2: um let's go to wednesday night uh the panthers are back in belfast uh one game challenge Cup semi-final with an option uh with the win to hold the final here in belfast that's a big a big hook there that you want to get on to yeah
6: I mean if, anytime you have a home ice advantage it's massive right especially playing in front of our fans that this size as loud as it can get um, it's just going to be a great atmosphere I think um, we got got we just got to focus on next game here though and, and uh, give it to Nottingham here
2: we have got a couple of new players on board um, but your boys already
6: picked up this morning up for the weekend yeah um, we felt pretty good today um, they do have some new players they also got a new coach um, this, this guy's dad right here um, but the end of the day, young whistle be old whistle last games, so and it's
2: going to happen this game too. Miss, um, another four point weekend. Um, great performance on Saturday uh, against the Five Flyers at home. with a seven one victory after going the one goal down. Really good fight back. Um, and uh, listened to Adam at the end of the, the game itself. He was really happy. What's your review on the fake on the game?
7: Yeah, I think we played really well. Obviously, uh, we had some success. Uh, it was great to see. Uh, it was great to see Andy be able to get in. Um, did the things we needed to do. And uh, overall, I thought it was a really good effort uh, as a whole from the team. Um, you know, certainly coming off the, uh, the shootout victory against them the, the previous game. I think we we did our, you know, guys came out, took care of business and got the victory. Sunday's game uh, a little bit tighter. Um, we've had the Maniga Panthers number so far
2: this season, uh, but they got off to a good start. Got those two quick goals. Uh, again, good fight back from the
7: boys. Yeah, I think. Overall, we weren't we weren't that disappointed with how we played in the first two periods. I thought we were maybe just a little bit slow in, in some areas, um, and you know, kind of the buildup of a lot of games and uh, in a short period of time. And then looking ahead to Wednesday, and uh, statistically looking back on the game, I thought we were you, you know we carried possession, we, we dominated most of the play. Obviously, when you give up two goals in 12 seconds, it, it kind of gets you on your heels a little bit. But uh, they really did a good job of of coming back and um you know fight until the till the very last second there to uh to uh you know tie it up and to get come out of there with two points with you know being down that late is certainly a uh a massive accomplishment massive credit to the guys and and really big in the in the run-in here
2: um on the bench we've seen what happened on the ice the boys were the six guys that were on the ice were very very pleased um reaction on the bench the
7: yeah, it was. Uh, boys were excited. The first thing that caught my eye was uh, was dicko had jumped up and he might have hit me or something. But uh, the boys were uh, they were certainly excited. I don't know that people realized how little time was left because you're watching the play. You don't you, you know you maybe don't see the clock ticking right down the end there. So. Uh, no, I was obviously pleased to uh, to come out with the two points. We will move our attention
2: now to the Challenge Cup um, semi-final tomorrow again against the Nottingham Panthers. They're a different team. They've got a few new guys in. Um, what was the way? Were your, your view on the way they played at the weekend?
7: I thought that they played hard. They certainly they made some changes. Obviously, uh, not only just on the ice, but behind the bench, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe have a little different, a uh, little different philosophy, a little different look. And I thought they played hard um, and, and competed. Uh, I, I think their goalie right now is is feeling feeling pretty confident, and, and so we got to make sure that we get traffic to the net, make him work to see pucks. Um, but uh, you know, I think they're they're an improved team from the team that we'd seen earlier in the year. Uh, but I still am confident that if we come out, we play our game and, and stick to our game plan, that that we should uh, be successful. Cheers, miss.
1: Big thanks to the guys and a few cameos in there from. Uh, Jason Nellery and uh, Adam Keefe as well coming in for a bit of a and um, I know there was a there was a first take on the Scott Conway interview. If we clean it up, maybe we'll stick it out. <laughs> <laughs> <Importantly, Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, yep, thanks to all that. And thanks to Simon for <clears> popping down the trail and just sort that out. Right. Time for the Fan Agenda brought to you by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. And this week we're joined by a man who, when we're discussing you know things like player of the month or just general play, this man's name comes up time and time again as one of the outstanding players, not just in the Belfast Giants, but of the elite ice hockey league. We're delighted to be joined. By Griffin Reinhardt how are you doing, Griff?
0: Uh, yeah, good. Thanks for having me on.
1: Uh, Hi, good to have you, but good to have you. Let's let's just I wanna start just by talking about Sunday night and the, and that game at the NIC in regards to the reaction from the guys and, and the fight back and, and, and to get that goal so late and turn it into two points. What does that mean to you guys in the room?
0: Um yeah, I mean it's huge. Um, you know, it's almost like a little sense of a relief, you know. It's such a tight race right now in the league standings. Um, every point matters. Um, you know, it seems like the other top teams, they're not really dropping many games. So, uh, you know, whether we got one one point or two, uh, two points that night, um, every point matters towards the end. So it was, uh, it was a good feeling. Um, you know, we had a long weekend, uh, sort of coming with two points and four points in the weekend was
1: huge obviously that one goal behind going into the dying minute and you know the 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 age-old hockey tactic of pulling the goalkeeper and and, and trying not to try not to panic and trying to get those those pucks on net how difficult is it or is it just a frantic just keep go go go
0: um yeah well i mean i mean we we had the same kind of thing in fight obviously it wasn't with 0.4 seconds but you know we're comfortable we have a lot of guys that can score on this team that can provide offense and you know it takes 64 minutes to win a hockey game and um you know it's just evident in the last couple of games that we've needed all 60 minutes to uh put it to extra time and get the win
2: griff as the season's went on and where we are right now obviously you know we've we've got a lot of home games left before the end of the season i think it's i think it's 7 away and 13 at home or 14 at home um how important is going down the stretch and getting that home support Um, And obviously, you know, building a bit of momentum uh, coming down the stretch for you and your teammates. Um, Yeah,
0: I mean, it's big. Like you said, having a bunch of home games is a big advantage. Um, You know, it can be tough traveling, flying out that day or taking a ferry and then playing that night. Um, And it's going to get more tiring down the stretch. And, you know, the more home games you have, the more energy you can conserve. And um, I'm not sure how many other teams have compared to us exactly, but um, we're always comfortable playing at home. Um, we think we play well there. Um, fans give us good support, um, so it's a it's a good feeling going down the stretch here in the last two months.
2: I know, obviously, with uh, you know you've you've had the experience of playing the NHL, you've had the experience of playing the KHL Germany, um, but I don't think you've ever experienced traveling on a ferry to a game. Um, <laughs> have you got used to that now? Because I you know it's it's com- I think it's coming in an That I think we've only got one or maybe two more trips on on the the Stan Line ferry. But is it have you get used to that experience yet? Um, I think you can get
0: used to it. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy ever. Um, but I mean, <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same for everybody. Um, you know, teams do that coming to play us. Um, so it's a, it's a hard league to win in. And I think it takes a little bit of time for there's a lot of new guys. It's a weird format coming in. They're not having a playoffs um, like you traditionally do in North America or other parts of Europe. Um, so every game really matters. And I think as the season started going on, and even though you're told, at the start, every point matters. Um, you really start to get the feeling that everybody's started to grasp that, and, and uh, every game you're treating
3: like a playoff game now. I just wanted to actually pick up on that, Griff, if that's okay. You, you're obviously someone who's has played all over the world. You know, you've you been in the NHL. You've played a lot of games in the AHL. Uh, and as says says, you're with the Red Star in the KHL and, and with the Roosters in the Dell. Uh, do you actually like that league format? It's obviously, I, I think anyway, uh, in any league that I'm, I'm aware of, it's it's unique to the UK. It's it's a lot more in line with with kind of how soccer football leagues w- would, would work out. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Does it do anything for you in the Dan Daily. Uh The coach was on a, a couple of weeks ago talking about how, you know, you're on a long road stretch in the air and the coast or whatever, you know, if you're playing four games in a week or whatever, it, it's kind of an unwritten rule that if you drop that fourth, man, it's all right. Um, th- do you actually enjoy that kind of consistent pressure of, of every game feeling like playoff hockey? Um, yeah.
0: I mean, I think now it's starting to feel like that more, um, especially as the race is tightening up and you see other teams aren't dropping points. Um, I mean, whether, I, I like the format better or not. I don't know. I mean, I think the team that wins, it's going to say, yeah, it's the best format. It's the hardest to win. And, and <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to say, well, in a playoff series, I could have beat that team. Um, you know, I haven't been here yet before. Um, I mean, I think it's it's a fair way to do it. Um, every league can, you know, come up with their own format. Um, we all knew this set of rules at the start of the year and you just have to go by that.
3: And you've obviously been in, in Northern Ireland for, goodness, what are we, month five now probably of the season, uh, and you came here from that spell in Europe. Uh, what, what's your impression now that you're settled in Belfast as a city uh, of the elite league as a whole compared to, obviously, we're talking about you know high-level leagues in Europe and stuff, um, but, but what's your impression of of the place now that you're settled, of the team, of the hockey, and of the place itself compared to what you thought you were coming into? Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Well, I haven't, I've never been to Belfast before in Northern Ireland. Um, So I feel like I'm used to it now. Um, You know, I love the city. Um, It hasn't rained as much as I've heard maybe, but (laughs) I have a a lot. I am used to my fair share of rain. Um, So I've acclimated pretty well. Um, You know, I've kept pretty busy with school too. I'm doing school full time. Um, And then in terms of the hockey, I mean, it's good. You get a lot of these players that, you know, growing up there that, top end talent in their leagues Play junior they get a lot of points they get points in whatever league they're in um and you know when you get to professional level level no matter what the quality you're always going to have guys fighting for a job and fighting for the next paycheck and they're going to work hard and when you work hard it's uh it's hard to play against if you're not working hard so um i've been pretty impressed with the quality and it's a lot of fun playing here
1: I'm going to go, we always, we always ask uh, the guys on Twitter to throw a few questions our way to ask you. And uh, I've got two here, which are kind of kind of similar. Uh, one from Dylan Kaki, <laughs> who says, what's it like to play with guys like Conor McDavid and Morgan Riley? And then you got Jayla, who asks, what's it like to play alongside Cam Knight? These are two very similar questions. So, <laughs> let, um, let, 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 I'll let you take them as you as you see fit.
0: All right. Well, luckily I can say that I've never played against Connor McDavid, Um, you know, I played with him in the World Juniors one year, and played with him in Edmonton for a bit. Um, He's he can he can do everything. Like the hype is real. Uh, Definitely, I think the best player in the world, the most skilled. He's able to do everything at the highest pace, and you know he can stick handle at that pace. He he can find you and find guys where you have no idea where anybody else is. Um, And he has that other gear where you think he's going full speed. He's coming down you in practice, and then he has that extra stride, and it looks effortless. So you don't even realize how fast he's going until he's around you um you know I, I knew morgan growing up with him played with him uh in minor hockey a lot see him in the summers um i, I love morgan obviously he's had a tremendous career in toronto um great player and then cam I, you know played with him now for the pretty much most of my games here um you know it, it's a nice pairing we actually have a righty and a lefty which helps as well and you know i feel like we have connected well I, I feel confident we're out there i feel like we uh do a good good job playing in the offensive zone um you know getting in the extra time uh or six six on fives uh you know power plays we can rotate units um i feel like we're good compliments for each other
1: the Teal trooper points out that you come out you come from quite uh, quite quite the stock when it comes to the hockey you know, nhl hockey as well you know you've got you new know, i saw your, your brother sam play in germany you got max of course your dad played in canucks you know what sort of influence he says do they have in your career Um,
0: a lot, but I get asked this a lot, like, what's it like having a family that's, you know, been around hockey and I'm like, it just feels like it's a family to me, like a family, like your family. It's all I've known growing up. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool getting to lean on, uh, you know, your dad growing up, who's been through the things that you're trying to get to, um, accomplish what you were trying to accomplish. And, you know, obviously Sam's having the most successful career and it's great to see him, um but when we're around each other, it's not a lot of talk about hockey. Um, you know, we we're around it so much of the rank we're around it so much, uh, with our teammates. It's more just about having fun as a family when we're away from the rink.
1: Uh, one more from Twitter, Alan Brett says, if you weren't a pro hockey player, what profession do you think you'd have found yourself in?
0: <laughs> That's a hard one. I mean, I'm, I'm studying my, uh, MBA right now. So, uh, hopefully in, uh, some sort of business, um, what that is yet, I couldn't tell you. Um, I guess the reason why I'm going to school right now is to figure out what I like and, and prepare myself for afterwards.
3: It's overrated, mate. Stay away from desks as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't recommend it.
2: <laughs> I, I'm going to flip it around a wee bit. Calm. Or sorry, not calm. You've got me talking <clears> to <throat> calm right now. Uh, Griff, you've got, you know, you, obviously you talked about playing with, with Connor McDavid and Morgan ryan and all of they are really, really top players. With your junior career, with your with even the you know playing right all the way through with the Canada World Juniors, who's the best player you've ever played with who didn't make the show?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Like, there's never You're all played weak. one game.
2: Never played a game in the NHL. Oh,
0: that's a good question. You should have asked me to think
3: of this today. So what <laughs> I'll what, have, have, a, have
2: a think about it now. Joel will ask you another question. Have a think about it, and we'll come back to that at the end.
3: Okay. Uh, Patty, I'm sorry. I know that uh, you're probably sitting on this one wanting to ask it, but there's been a fantastic Twitter question that's come in uh, just shortly before we commenced our recording tonight, and you're smiling I like you know that, which one it is.
1: I think I know which one is it, that <laughs> yeah. one there. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, Griff, Ann Phillipson asks, Griffin, why did you miss my guest lecture in your EMBA last week?
1: <laughs>
3: Sorry, who asked that? Uh, Anne Phillipson asks why you missed her guest lecture in your EMBA last week. <laughs> so would you, would you like to tell teacher uh, what happened there?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I actually got excused for that one. Uh, I, was a, I was a little, I was a little bit sick and um, you know, it wasn't COVID, but I didn't want to uh risk it uh, in case it was a false uh false negative and uh put anybody else Just in danger. Guy. But uh you know Absolutely. what? I had I had Mark uh Mark Cooper was there and uh told me about it, so it was great. So next one I'll be there. <laughs> how,
1: how, how difficult <laughs> is that how difficult is that balance with regards to the the, 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 the schooling while also trying to hold down a professional hockey career?
0: Um you know what you in the last eight years or whatever, seven years of being pro or even going into junior another four years. There's so much downtime in hockey. Um, you know, there's only so many TV shows you can watch. And to be honest, I wish I started something earlier, whether it was a habit like, you know, reading more often or uh, doing a couple courses online. Um, so it, it's definitely busy, it, you know, getting into the school life, um, sitting in class again for six hours a day, a couple of days a week. Um, it was a bit of an adjustment, but it, it, it takes uh, it takes you away from the game for a little bit. You're not thinking about it all the time. Gives you something to do, productive, um, and I'm enjoying it though. I'm having a lot of fun doing it.
2: I think we're more or less wrapped up. Did you have what you think about <laughs> who's the best player you've oh never made the NHL that you played with? He's not. He's uh, not a go, man. Yeah.
0: God, I sure. Enough, I've been on so many teams. I'm just trying to think of
2: yeah
0: of some players from the AHL, but a lot of those good players that I'd be thinking of have played like a game in uh, yeah. In the NHL, um, I don't know. I'd probably have to say a, It I don't know a specific player, but the position is probably a goalie. There's so many good goalies out there that you think, okay, they're going to the yeah. NHL, and there's just not enough jobs for them to, to crack it. But yeah, there's definitely some good goalies out there that. Uh, that,
1: that that's interesting because um, it brings you back. So I, I'm, I'm just going to push it a little bit more because it. Yeah. it, it it, it brings me back to a question I've asked some of you guys when we've come on, and guys who have played quite extensively in the AHL, about how difficult is it to play in the AHL? Because it seems like it's a league where your ultimate aspiration is to go up, but you're also trying not to go down to the coast. So is your is your mind on the game and being successful in the game with your team when you're probably in competition with the guys next to you to try to get that that step up into the show?
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I guess I've noticed, like, the difference in when you're in the AHL, from my experience anyway, most of the guys there weren't back and forth in the East Coast. It was, you know, either AHL or NHL. So it's a weird dynamic where everybody thinks that they're getting uh, the short end of the stick and they should be in the NHL or somebody gets called up and they're like, oh, I'm playing better. But it's really what the NHL team needs. And, you know, everybody's trying to fight for that spot and they're competing with each other. And the dynamics can sometimes be – uh off a little bit but when you're over here in the in this league you know there's no up or down you're on the contract um at least on our team anyway there's been nobody that that's being uh, released from their contracts everybody feels safe um so there's that less pressure um over here for sure and it's just uh yeah you can see it in the atmosphere you know everybody gets along with everybody no one's competing and there's no uh, hard feelings
2: Griff, I just want to finish off. That's um, something that I've I've, I've, ta- I've wondered before. You you got to play in in China, uh, in the KHL. What was that experience like? Especially you know going into, going into a non English speaking country. I don't know how many guys that that played with you. I mean I know I know that Brandon McGee played up at least part of that season with you. He's he's at Fife now. But you know what's it like going to the experience, a, a different culture, different. Um, you know obviously different part of the world for you and and then um, if, if I'm wrong with this so you can point, point me out but th- isn't that the season that COVID started and you needed to obviously get out of there as quickly as possible as well
0: yeah so yeah it was it was a bit of a, a shock to me not going to the KHL luckily everybody on that team you're allowed more imports it was English speaking coaches spoke English so that wasn't too hard um, living in China uh, I actually lived at a, at a hotel, um, so it wasn't too bad. You know, I could get, I could get a good meal. People spoke English, but in the streets, getting taxis and stuff, there's no, nobody really speaks English in Beijing. Um, you have to be careful about drinking the water from the top, you know, brushing your teeth, you have to use a water bottle. Um, and there's just some things you need to get used to, but it was a good experience. Um, I'm happy I went and did it, um. It was the year that we had COVID, but we started a month-long road trip at the end of January in, in Russia, and I got hurt the nice. first games, so I went home. Um, and then we were told that we weren't going back to China, so I had the hotel just pack everything up for me and send it home. Um, the only thing I didn't get was my hockey gear never made it home, so I had to go buy all new hockey gear from a hockey shop and. Thank wow. you, unfortunately. And I didn't realize how expensive hockey gear was until... Uh... <laughs> you should try stuff <laughs> in Belfast.
2: It is expensive, believe you me. Yeah
1: fabulous well listen we're gonna we're gonna let you go because obviously we appreciate we got so many questions from twitter because they really 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 popular in regards to the amount of questions we got on twitter but obviously we got the game on wednesday night tomorrow night and uh the semi-final before we let you go you know what are your thoughts with regards to we had that game that win on sunday we've got the nottingham panthers coming in on wednesday night what are you expecting tomorrow
0: um similar to last game it's gonna be a, a fight to the finish. Um, you know. They, they proved to themselves that they can play with us. Um, you know, the first couple of games that we played there, it wasn't really that close. Um, they made some new additions. So we're expecting a good fight uh, from them like they uh, showed us last game. Um, you know, we got to come out to a better start. And and I think we've been pretty good at that at home. And if we, uh, if we play the way we can and we're capable of, um, I think we'll have success. But again, and, you know, in the one-off series, it's anything can happen.
1: Fabulous, well, that's I mean, Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, and good luck, ne- good luck on Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Griff. Thanks, Griff. Cheers, Paul.
1: Top notch from from Griffin Reinhardt. Big thanks to him for joining us here in a view from the bridge. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, and thanks to everybody who sent in questions. We got so many questions there, but we, you know, when we're flying through it, there's only something <laughs> we can ask. But thank you to everybody who sent questions. through. Joel, news time.
3: Yes, Paddy, uh my highlight of the show this week is teacher tweeting in the Ask Why He Missed class. That's yeah, fantastic. That was, great.
1: That, was great.
3: that was quite good. That. Well, I mean, uh, I'll we have
2: TV to admit, now, we, knew, we knew he was sick because he was due to come on with us last Tuesday night. He was. And he goes he, was. That's so he yeah. was. That's sick. true. He uh, was
3: sick. That's true. Anyway, uh, this past week in the Premier Sports Elite League, uh, a busy Wednesday saw the Nottingham Panthers defeat the Manchester Storm 4-2 at the motor point still can't get used to calling it the motor point. That's Sheffield in my head. Um, and elsewhere, two extremely interesting results in the title race as the Cardiff Devils fell 3-2 to the Dundee Stars at the DIA and the Glasgow clan took a 5-3 victory over the Sheffield Steelers in Brayhead. On Saturday, while your Giants were hammering five at the SSE, the Steelers traveled to Altringham to take their feelings out on the Manchester Storm, defeating them 7-2. Now, as you probably saw, that game was halted in the third period uh, due to a medical emergency in the stands, but the Storm tweeted later in the evening to confirm a fan did fall ill at the rink and was okay and didn't need immediate hospital treatment. So that fan ended up going home, which is the, the best possible outcome for all involved. Just uh, briefly, briefly so yeah, briefly yeah, before sure. Before
1: we move on, on that game, if you get the chance, have a look at Sheffield's seventh goal. Sheffield's seventh goal in that game, where I think it's um, Dallas Hart just basically tries to drag it back into his own zone, totally falls over in the, the yeah. pocket of the net. It's comical. Yeah. Seventh goal. You, sorry, Joe
3: you were, you were kind enough to drop that into the group chat earlier today, and it, it did brighten up. My Big afternoon. thanks to Alex for sending uh, that. <laughs> Cardiff also bounced back with a six-two win over the Guilford Flames at Ice Arena Wheels. Uh, the Clan kept it rolling with another five-goal victory, this time downing the Stars five-two at home. And Robbie, Robbie, I I also struggle with his name. I, I, I want uh, Be- Belegiron, to say Bergeron, Belageron? Belageron's thirtieth-minute marker. Sam's got to set tomorrow night, so. Big rap I'm I'm okay with Uh, saying
2: it (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's
3: why you're on the big bucks, mate Uh, That was the only goal of the game as the Panthers squeaked past the Blaze 1-0 at the Skydome On Sunday, another night of twists and turns as your Belfast Giants pulled off that sensational comeback win in Nottingham Similarly, Cardiff's 58th minute equaliser sent their game in Sheffield to overtime with the the Devils eventually winning the shootout Uh, Trevor Cox with both the equaliser and the winning pen shot in that game Elsewhere, the Guildford Flames recorded an 8-2 victory over the Glasgow clan at the Spectrum which you (laughs) I wrote this earlier (laughs) I was was just reading it like uh, like Anchorman there which you ate to see Uh, the Coventry (laughs) Blaze took two points from Kirkcaldy don't laugh I don't deserve it defeating the five flyers 3-2 and the Dundee Stars capped off a miserable week for the Manchester Storm them their third defeat with a 6-3 win at the Drizzle Dome. Do we have standings, Patty? With, we do have uh, Matt,
1: standings, Joel. Roll through them real
3: quick. Um, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anybody after this weekend's action that uh, it's getting spicy at the top of the table, boys. Just three points separate the top three teams as a thrilling three-horse race. Shows no signs of stopping. Uh, the thing to keep your eye on at this point, um, as we've covered before, is the disparity in the number of games played here. That, that could end up really changing things up. The Sheffield Steelers have held on to first place with 58 points from 35 games hot on their heels. Now only sitting two points behind are your Belfast Giants with 56 from 36. One more game played. And in third, the Cardiff Devils have 55 points for their 39 games. They've played four more than Sheffield and three more than Belfast, which is, you know, can be seen as a, as a disadvantage that you've got those games clocked already. Um, the Nottingham Panthers are on a wee bit of an island in fourth for now with 38 points from 36 games played. Guildford trailed by six in fifth place with 32 points from 35. And at the foot of the table, the fight for playoff contention is just as tight. Um, it's a really entertaining uh, league this season in general, a lot going on. Um, the only problem is it's funny if you're in neutral and it's uh, anxiety-inducing if you're not. And a uh, few of us are neutral. neutral. Uh, the three points separating 6th and ninth, but again, take note of those games played. Coventry and Glasgow are 6th and 7th of 30 points, with the Blazers having played 31 to the Clans, 33. The Dundee Stars are in that golden 8th spot for playoff contention with 29 points from 33. <clears throat> the Storm have played 36 and sit ninth with 27 points, and the five Flyers are trailing in the distance at the foot of the table with just 20 points from 34 games played. Um, if we take a look at some other news from around the league, uh, unfortunately, well, I mean, unfortunately, uh, I have to bring it up again, there's been a bit more fallout from uh, what I'm now calling announcer gate in Coventry this past week, as uh, Dopps announced a fine on the Coventry Blaze for quote, the conduct of off-ice staff. Dobbs said, the actions during Sunday's game brought the game into disrepute and will not be tall at any arena in the Premier Sports Elite League. Uh, Further, higher fines will be imposed on any club if such such actions are repeated in future. Further issues arising from the game have been dealt with internally by the Elite League and no further comment will be made. There was also a joint statement issued by the EIHL, IHUK, the English Ice Hockey Association and Scottish Ice Hockey um, around abusive officials. It said, in recent months, there have been cases of abuse at all levels of the game and this is totally unacceptable. Whether it be at the rink, online, via social media, any cases of abuse will be taken very seriously." Obviously, uh, individual clubs have the power to ban offenders from the rink and cases can be reported to the police. Um, it goes on to say that that uh, officials, players, staff are the, the lifeblood of our sport and uh, governing bodies and leagues in the UK are united in stamping out all forms of abuse. I don't know if we want to go into this one uh, any further and, and certainly it hasn't been a great look for the league um, I, I tweeted during the week just with uh, with Ethan and the McLean family doing the rounds and having those special moments around the ranks and just a reminder that those special moments are happening so much more than, than these kind of negative ones um, but but, Paddy do you reckon that that's a, a proportionate response from the league and, and, and the, the right response?
1: Correct response I think that there's yeah. no doubt about that. I know Simon's having a smile because I had a bit of fun over the weekend with the said uh, individual, uh, but uh, he's quite a sensitive soul for somebody who's very proud of his own career. Um, <laughs> he's uh um, as he should be of course but uh yes uh, he blocked me because he didn't like the fact that i was having a go at him but uh, yeah but yeah absolutely the correct decision from the from the elite league is you know speaking to a couple of guys and a couple of guys involved in announcing and each one has said you know had they done the same thing they would expect to be fired you know that's that's you know it's it's not the done thing the league have re- 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 reacted in the right way you know obviously there's the issue with with, with stefan hogarth and uh, and and stuff around that, and you know, I don't agree with what he put down, and I don't agree with what he put on Twitter, and and maybe that's yeah. something that you know he has to deal with, and he has to be spoken to. But you know, the, the fact is that without these officials, there is no game, and we can't have uh, we can't have announcers in rinks having pops at the officials. Definitely not.
3: And the ad says,
2: or have you heard enough of this? Saying nothing. Saying that <laughs> <laughs> technically, Smart. technically, technically, I'm an announcer on, on the dance webcast, so I don't want to, you know, put my foot on it. But what Patty said is 100% right. You know, it's at the end of the day, fans can have a go at the official, you know, 99.999% of the time, it's all a bit of banter. Um, and you know, I, I did a deal, Do you know, what I, I did a last night, I did. Um, Andy Dalton, um, he gave a slashing penalty to. I, I, I said it immediately. That I said, Please, come on, that is not a penalty. Catch yourself on, Andy. I said that on, on the webcast. And when I seen the replay, he got it right. He got it absolutely right. And then, of course, Andy watches all his games back. And he sent me a message going, did, <laughs> did you just that. have a go at me? And then the next message was, <laughs> oh, yeah, you did have a go at me, but you apologize for it. So I was <laughs> right and you were wrong. Um <laughs> I mean... look, Again, it's... I mean, I'm, I'm ultimately what where that was. That was right down to Zamboni gate. I was probably what 240, 250 feet away, elevated up at the, the highest point, and that you can watch the game as well. On these 15 feet, 20 feet away from it. it's right in front of them. The officials have a better view than any of us. Yes, they're going to miss it. They're, they're going to miss calls absolutely. Yeah. And the games on on Saturday night, the the, the game which we watched on Saturday night at Belfast. I thought the officials did really well again. You know, I, again, what happened last week in, in Coventry is absolutely unacceptable. The league have drawn a line under it. They're not saying anything else about it. And I think that's the right thing to do. Um, it is. And with regards to, I don't even know a guy's name. I have no idea. Uh, but with regards to him, you know, having a go at the official, but putting the official's jersey on, he needs to grow up, catch himself on. You know, would he do it at Coventry City? Would he do it at Wasps? Absolutely not. So don't do it at Coventry Um, So at the end of the day, Coventry Blaze have got a fine out of it. You know, I'm sure that I don't know much it is and no idea how much they, you know, they're going to basically pay for the fine. I don't think they'll expect um, your man to pay for it. But the bottom line is you can't do that to the officials. Yes, the fans can have a bit of a go, um, not be happy with a call. Say you don't know what you're doing. I get that. Um, but to have a go at a, per, at a, a personal agenda the, the, against an official is absolutely bang out of order. Um, and as I said, I reached out to Stefan Hogarth last week. Um, and uh, it was great to see him back on the ice again at the weekend. Um, so uh, I hope he's doing Here. okay. <laughs> and
3: fingers, fingers crossed that's the last of that and we can get back to the hockey and uh, an unbelievable run in. Uh, Paddy just a couple of notes on the Challenge Cup uh, before we wrap news. Uh, earlier today the EIHL announced changes to the format of overtime in tomorrow night's Challenge Cup semi-finals and um, this is a result of these fixtures being changed to one shot knockout games as opposed to the originally planned two-legged aggregate series. So instead of five minutes of three on three overtime if a game ends tied after regulation it will now go to ten minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, ten minutes of three or three OT. Um, this brings it into line with the rules for the playoffs Semi-finals, which are also single knockout games, and as we alluded to earlier, the team with the highest seeding from the group stage will have the option of hosting the final. Um, your Belfast Giants were top seeds, followed by Sheffield, Cardiff, and Nottingham in that order. Which, long story short, means if we take care of the Nottingham Panthers tomorrow at the SSE or today, whenever you're, whenever you'll be listening to this, we earn the option to have the final at the SSE Arena. Um, no announcement on the date of the final yet. The league says they'll update fans when we know the finalists and the venue. Uh, that's your news, Patrick Smith.
1: Thank you very much, Joel Neil. Uh, right, well, as you said, there's three fixtures over the next seven days for your Belfast Giants, the most notable of one of which is the next one. The, the, ne- the most important game is the next game, and that is against the Nottingham Panthers at the SSE Arena on Wednesday night at 7pm. It is the Challenge Cup semi-final, and as just been said, it's different to previous years. This will be a one-stop shop for uh, the winner takes all the way to the was it winner takes all? It says on the front of the Sheffield Steelers program. <laughs> yeah, Don't know why. it's a semi final. <laughs> <laughs> so the winner, winner into takes the all. Final, maybe. Of course, I and as been said, if the, if, should the Giants win uh, on Wednesday evening, they will be hosting that uh Challenge Cup final, uh, 7 pm at the SSE Arena. Get yourself down there, it's going to be a great game. The Giants are in great shape going in. Um, obviously, we hope to see uh, some returning players maybe in that game. Um, who knows? I think I know because we've been missing. Obviously, Darcy Bush didn't play. Uh, Besco didn't play at the weekend. We'll see how they are coming into this game because I think, especially, I think Jordan Boucher says is a player that the Nottingham Panthers fear. I
2: think every league, in the, every team in the league fears him. Um, he's got that burst of speed that very little players in this league do. So, um, yeah, hopefully, Bush is back. And you know what? We we talk about speed and, and over a short distance to a certain extent as well. If we can get Darcy going you know he, he's starting to feel it again in practice and you know he just he was hoping to get back last week and obviously picked up a flipping flu as well so you know he just it just hasn't had the the run of luck that this year closer. so I'm um, hoping to get Darcy back tomorrow night for sure um and you know if we can you know what if we can get Darcy moving here now in the next couple of weeks he's, <laughs> he can make a big difference getting the down this stretch as well it could be potentially could be a new player.
1: Yeah, absolutely, that game Wednesday night tonight, if you're listening to this on Wednesday of course, yesterday if you listened to it on Thursday and a few days ago if you're listening to it on Friday uh, the Belfast chance against the Nottingham <laughs> Panthers in the Challenge Cup semi-final 7pm and if you can't get that you can join Mr Kitchen on belfast giants tv uh the other two games we return to league action on saturday away to the coventry blaze at the sky dome saturday at 7 p.m and you watch that in blaze tv and then the manchester storm come back to the uh, come back to the SSE arena on sunday at 4 p.m Get down to that, or watch it on Giants TV with Simon. Uh, any other business? I'm going to start with a quick one. I'm going to give a shout out to Campbell Porter, who's been sending me messages, basically saying that he's been offering me tickets to uh, to Anfield. He's he's spent a lot of time in Crew, close to his grandkids, and he's he'd been offering me tickets to Anfield, left, right, and centre. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to go, but he does follow up by sending me a message, saying he's listening basically listens to your view from the bridge on his way to the games from Crew on the train, and we'll give him a shout. So enjoy it. He's I mean, no doubt on his if he's listening, to this, he. Might might be on his way to watch the leeds game on wednesday so uh enjoy the enjoy the game against leeds there campbell anyway any other oh. business boys
3: Love, love Campbell, Miss Campbell. There, there's so many characters that I haven't seen in a very long time because you obviously we're obviously stuck up in the gods now and you don't really get the time in the bowl and the bars aren't open afterwards, just with the nature of this season. There's so many people like Campbell and uh, like like Big Noel and just so many faces that I can't wait to see again whenever things get back to a little bit of normal. and um, but just based on that, Patty, I, I don't know why this is becoming a shout-out segment. But um I was making my way out of the arena um, after the five game on. Saturday? Saturday. Ready? Saturday. Friday? Saturday. Saturday. Um, uh, and just uh, there, there's a, a gang of, of hardy individuals uh, you'll always find kind of around the players' entrance inside the back of the arena, standing in the rail, whatever else. Um, I was making my way out through uh, to, to leave and um, they're kind of stopped by a few of them and, and they had some really lovely things to say about AVFTB and about uh, kind of listening and, and watching the show. So um, Lucy, Sky, and Callie, I think. Um, and also, I met Linnea Rutherford, um, who contributes regularly to the Fan Agenda and, and her partner and, uh, and a young fella, Joel, another Joel, uh, Joel Connor, I think he is, um, but, but really nice folks and they were very complimentary about the show. So just, uh, you, you forget sometimes that people take time out of their day. You know, to, to me, this is sitting down with my friends and talking about hockey on a, on a Tuesday night, but you forget that people actually have us as part of their week and, and how much of a, a privilege that is for us. So um, genuine gratitude for for everybody who, who takes the time and, and listens to us idiots talking hockey. It's uh, it's really very kind, so thank you.
1: Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. here. Uh, I agree with that, and the, a big a big thanks to those guys. Simon, then from
2: you. Yeah, apparently that guy, the kid Joel, who was uh, out the back of the arena, was named after him. Um, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, the uh, the real nail Joel yeah. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Not Jim, not Jim Neil, um, my favorite meal <laughs> Stop. No, stop. That. Uh, absolutely. Uh, no, like I just wanted the OSC desk to be closed tomorrow night. The uh, the game is run by the elite league obviously of course so the osc volunteers are taking a well earned night off after working hard at the desk over the last few weeks and um massive thanks to them and um from my point of view and then also the the uh the golf night last Tuesday night as well we got so many good positive comments about the um the golf night and, and even though it was in the rain and i started the last week's show with Moody because it was freezing but um no it was another good night so it's Hopefully, as I say, we can organise another few events. This 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 uh, current year has been a real nightmare for trying to organise fan events, and and you know with with the end of the tunnel um, and the light at the end of that tunnel getting brighter for you know coming down the stretch and obviously playoffs and stuff like that. We just don't want to take a chance of any of the players um, getting sick, and and we need to keep them all healthy because we're up for for three possible awards here, and I want them all like. So um yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully we can get something to look forward. We're already looking forward to next season. We've got things already planned for next year, which is great. So all good.
1: Brilliant. I, I just want to add one more, just because you've reminded me of it. We we're talking about the volunteers and they they are worth their wit and gold. We've said this time and time again. And I think you know, over the years, I think I've gone a bit got a bit complacent about mm-hmm. what actually takes place. On a match night, and the amount of stuff that goes on and goes into creating a match night. I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but I brought my kids to Saturday's game, so it's actually. But rather than yeah, doing all the nice. stuff that I would normally do, which you know, go to the pub beforehand, meet up with some guys, go to the bridge, and come up, meet you guys, spend some time in the media suite, you know, do whatever. Without doing all of that, I spent actually some time just what would be as the normal punter sat in the seat, you know, with, with with my kids enjoying the whole setup. And you come to really appreciate the amount of effort that goes in on a match night to create is, was a remarkable spectacle. It, not just the game itself, but everything around it. Stuff that over the years have become quite complacent about seeing and, and taking place. But when I see my own kids enjoying it massively, you realise what it actually means. Ever, from the game itself and all the music and stuff that Matt MacGyver does, and the amount that enjoyed that, to the to the guys wearing the big zorbs and playing the, the the bubble hockey or whatever on the ice that, that, that rushing absolutely adored and um, they, they do the chuck a puck to, to walking around and all the stuff that you know all the all the you know, getting the stuff with the 50 50s and and all the stuff that goes around in the concourse that even even the how colorful and how well the arena looks now with all the new branding and stuff around you know, and the stuff that the, the the hard work that the guys behind the scenes like Sinead and all have done to to to, to put this branding in when this you know, I know there's a, there's a whole load of other things that are going to be open new bars, whatever all as part of the pavilion when all this comes together but towards the end of the season the start of next season, the, the, the SSE arena as as my own wife said when we were at the game, you know and I've dragged her to many of the rinks up and down this country uh, over the years to, to go and watch hockey from not just the the, the, the joys of Altryham to you know the Brayhead and Fife and Dundee you know we, we've seen it all the um she is stated she time and time again that coming back to the ssc arena is the highest standard of spectatorship with regards to what you're offered in in the elite yes the choice of altercum simon the uh the uh the 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 highest standard of, of 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 what you get as a spectator in this league. And we see it so many times from fans who come across with headers who enjoy themselves, not just because the city's a fantastic city, and I say that as a, pr- I'm a proud man of the city, but what the actual Giants offer within the SSE arena as a package. You know, from everything that's on the screens and the entertainment that's there, it's second to none in, in the Elite League. It certainly, it leads the Elite League in, in what they offer. And I'm, I was a very, a very proud dad and a very proud Belfast Giants fan when I when I was looking around and seeing what what we were providing for for the fans, and that uh, long may that continue, because it's the likes of the volunteers and everybody in the concourse and everybody behind the scenes who put in so much effort to create that match night, and it works, and it really works. So, so well yeah, done. Look again,
2: you're absolutely right, Patty I mean, I, I I was at the arena. At, I think it was a quarter to ten on Saturday morning. Um, a couple of things to do. Mega um, uh, Bar and Karen uh, were both there just after that. Um, Glover wasn't, I think he was either there or just riding about the same time as me. Um, you know, there's, there's so many people. It's okay that, you know, at the end of the day, Glover's are from from half nine in the morning until half eleven at night. Taff is there uh, on a game morning from 7.30, 8 o'clock, right through to 2 a.m. Um, you know, it's all those wee things. And yes, I, I get their, you know, their, their employees. I absolutely understand that. But, you know, putting in... 12, 14, 16 hour days um, just to make everything easier for the players. Um, and the coaching staff is, you know, it's, it's absolutely exemplary. And I know what happens at all ranks and other organizations throughout the league, but I don't really care about them. I only care about the Belfast Giants. Um And uh, our volunteers are second to none. I don't care. As I say, you know, whether that's 50 50 tickets, it's shirt off the back. And and then Janet brings up uh, 15s um, for. Uh, Emma um, Noble up in the the uh, the, the production suite. Uh, they were absolutely outstanding. Always um, are, but absolutely. And then we we need again. We need whiteside has been away for three weeks doing the Olympics. Um, he's back today. He's back today, so he'll be at the game tomorrow night. But he's still been controlling the game and and doing bits and pieces, preparing the webcasts, uh, graphics, doing everything over there for the webcast while he's sitting.
3: Shout out to, uh, to Emma Noble and also Stoopsy, Rachel Stoops, who have been, I think, editing the highlights in, in Neil's absence. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: Rachel was doing it until nearly six o'clock on Sunday morning um, awesome. to get those highlights out for eight o'clock.
1: It's brilliant. Amazing. Amazing. And then, like you have David McCammond and stuff in regards to the announcing and, uh, and people who enjoy, but we all enjoy what we do. They all enjoy what they do. They all enjoy being part of the organization. They enjoy the game. They enjoy the team. They enjoy the sport. And it just shows that you have that passion for the game. You have that passion for the product, and it changed through. And it definitely, I know, and obviously, people listen to this and go, "Well, you're biased because you're a Belfast Giants fan." And yes, that's yeah, absolutely right. But but, if, but, 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 it also rings true that if it wasn't up to scratch, if it wasn't what something we're proud of, we'd be calling it out. Hundred percent, we'd be calling it out. But it's not. It's perfect. It's great. That's not an example. Sorry, it, there's always room for improvement, but as it is, it's a great standard <laughs> of stuff. But on that note, I think we're going to wrap these things up, gentlemen. The um, the three games we got, we got,
2: the, we got an R20. It's okay. We're on, we are on. there, 30, but we got there. Perfect. Good job, boys.
1: The uh, <laughs> uh the three games. Uh, the Wednesday night, the semi-final against the Nottingham Panthers, 7pm at the S.S.C. Arena. Uh, not on the season ticket because it's a late league game. Uh, but get yourself down there. Uh, the, or if you can't go um, watch it on Giants TV, go on. Sorry
2: for jumping in, Patty. Just looking at the clock on my... <coughs> Laptop, it's 22 22 on the 22nd of the second. 22. Are we
1: finishing Are this we on finish? all the 22s? We're finished. Hold on, hold on. You've
4: got it, <laughs> Patty, you've, got it. Patty, you've got it. Time it. Time out.
1: <laughs> Comedy place against Belfast Giants Saturday at 7 pm at the Sky Dome Arena. Watch it on up. TV. Belfast Giants against Storm on Sunday, 4 pm. Get down to the SSC Arena and face or watch it on Giants TV. Big thanks to Mace, to Griff, to Cons, to oh, yeah. who else was there? Who else is there? It was uh, Andy Dixon, groups, Adam Cave, Andrew Dixon, you know, Adam well, Burley, Thanks, Burley, all to guys Cheers, to, <laughs> thanks. To to Senor David McGinsey joining us all the way from Tenerife. Thank you very much to you, gents. Joel for the news, Simon as well thanks for wish. doing the interviews, and David as well for cutting on holiday, cutting the cutting the highlights. Very kind of him to do that. Um, get us today at AVFTB on Twitter, Facebook, and all that sort of stuff. Wherever you are this weekend or on Wednesday night, we hope you enjoy your hockey. Four, we'll catch you here next time. On a view from the bridge.
7: Let's go! (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.